The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports. Chuck, what's up? We're back. Yeah, what a turnaround, man. Dude. Quick turnaround. It's almost the weekend. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Almost the weekend. Big plans? No, but sometimes that's the best. Watch football. Uh, Play video out. games. Sleep. Hang, hang out with the family. Yep. We were uh, we were talking in Slack today about SantaCon. I know you're not in New York, but I, I think you should be thankful that you're not there for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've I've been to one SantaCon. Uh, it's the, I don't think I, I don't it's think the I worst can, weekend in New York. Like New York in uh, near Christmas is magical, and then this thing happens and it just destroys it. So yeah, well, I've been to SantaCon in New York and SantaCon in uh, what's that place? Hoboken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't think I can tell any stories from those days that won't get me in a lot. Of <laughs> I like that you called it that place. You're like, yeah, that, I, I, that, I can that remember because <laughs> well, when I was younger, I used to think that Hoboken was in New York City, and then <laughs> I got older and it wasn't. And I was like, wait, what's that place? I used to think that was in New York City. It wasn't New York City. Uh, uh, yeah, the only, the only, the, the only like PG rated uh, Santa comes through I have is was in, in New York. We were trying to get onto the subway. And then all of a sudden, like a bunch of people dressed as elves just ran down the stairs and jumped the turnstile and hopped in. So uh, it, it's it's quite the weekend. Also, yeah. I saw a guy throwing up outside of his uh, apartment and it was he just throwing up down on the street, like four stories. down. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I <laughs> I my I think my mom like once took uh some people like she's like it's you know we're gonna see the tree rockefeller center like new york the lights we'll go shopping and then she got there and there was just like santa's vomiting everywhere and she she came back and she looked like she like was physically damaged by the experience it was it was really not a great uh not a great weekend really i say i say cancel it uh anyway we're gonna talk so last show we sort of dug in a little bit on the AFC and the power structure over there and who we think is going to emerge. We talked about the, the Ravens, you know, who certainly uh, we do not think are as strong as their eight and four record would indicate the chiefs who uh, appear to be coming back up are, uh, you know, maybe also still dealing with some problems you wrote this week about how the offense is still, for whatever reason, it's not clicking. It's not really anywhere close to what it usually is. The defense has been good. So still a lot to wonder about with the AFC. We talked about that a little bit of the last show, but we're going to go in on the NFC this week because you did your power rankings. And I think four of the first uh, five teams were NFC teams. So it seems to me that you really think the strength is there. So we'll talk about that. We'll kind of look over the playoff picture and then we will get into picks against the spread for what are we week 14 now? Yep. Um, and there's some, uh, some good games here that will help us determine, uh, you know, sort of the, how things are going to shake out in the NFC. So uh, it should be a good show. Just sort of going through and digging in on uh, the top of the league, your power rankings, you got, uh, and, and our, you know, Power rankings. <laughs> We've discussed this a little bit before. The uh, the process for power rankings. You're just sort of doing got, the best you can to try to figure out who's where based on what you've seen recently. Uh, so we got Cardinals, Bucks, Packers, one, two, three, New England Patriots coming at four. 
Uh, let's just jump through what, why this order for these NFC teams right now. Uh, just because I, 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 have, I like the Patriots and obviously like they're kicking butt lately, but just when it came to like what could happen in the postseason, I just kind of trust the veteran guys more than Mac Jones. And it's not really like a Mac Jones sucks thing. It's more just like a rookie quarterback thing. Uh, right. Like when it's time to get down to it, I think I trust, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and uh, I don't think Kyle has played in the playoffs yet. I don't know if they made it last year. Or no, I think they just missed it last year. Right. Uh, but, you know, the way that he's been playing this season, I think it's fair to trust him a little bit more uh, than what Mac Jones has done. But I think for, like, the most interesting part of the power rankings to me is, uh, to me, it kind of follows, like, this, uh, uh, like, the themes that we're seeing this season where, like, I think the top of the NFC is really strong. The rest mm-hmm. of the NFC is not that strong. Right. Uh, well, the AFC, like, they have their strong teams, but for the most part, a lot of them just seem kind of seem to be close together. And I think that's been reflected in the uh, – the playoff standings uh, where, you know, from week to week, like Buffalo's fallen from, uh, you know, the second seed to the seventh seed, but they've also put a performance where they've blown out uh, other quality teams and you have the the Colts rising. So, you know, the AFC is kind of a jumbled mess, but I I do think that the top of the NFC is uh, really strong this year. And, you know, I'm still a believer in the, uh, the Cowboys and the Rams, even though the Rams didn't make the top five, but uh, just when you look at the, the teams I consider Super Bowl contenders, like, Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas, those are all the top four seeds in the NFC, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams made it to the uh, the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. Yeah. Let me run through the NFC. Right now we got Arizona at number one with the bye. This is the playoff picture as it stands now. Uh, Packers at two would face the 49ers. Uh, Bucks would host the Washington football team as the number six seed. And the Cowboys and Rams would be a really, really good four or five game. Um, yeah, I mean, this uh, there's there's a lot of intrigue. I mean, it feels like it's flipped a little bit that there's just a lot of intrigue with the NFC uh, and the AFC. Is it's not that there's a lack of intrigue because there's like you said, there's so many teams we don't really feel like we know a whole lot about. You have Buffalo at six. Uh, you know, you have the Patriots at four, and as you said, like. Rookie quarterback, uh, like great defense, but uh, in the playoffs, that's when a lot of the time you need to have a guy who can make the sort of throws that we've been wondering whether Mac Jones can make them on a consistent basis. Like everything tightens up in the playoffs. (laughs) Everything gets more difficult. Game planning is so much more. You know, there's a whole season of film. Coaches are really digging in to put in particular game plans to stop whatever a team has done to be successful. Like that's when it really gets challenging. Now, obviously teams, you know, the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing like 12 passes on his way through the playoffs. Like there are, you know, Bill Belichick can find a way probably to make Mac Jones work. He, he found a way the other night with just three throws, but uh, I, I understand your doubt there and the bills, you know, we've just seen that they've been inconsistent uh, it's a team that's lingered around the playoffs, though, and lingered around that top tier for so many years yeah. that I think that they're, you know, I could see them making the jump. Whereas your point with Arizona, like, you know, they, they've they been, uh, to your eyes, the best team this year, but there are those questions about playing in the playoffs. Kyler Murray under that pressure, uh, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, you know, I mean, obviously these guys played in big games before, but, uh, you know, just not sort of having that, record of success at that level yeah uh, so far is 
Yeah, I just think when you look at the Cardinals, what they did without Kyler was so impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they went two and one. They beat the 49ers. Uh, they beat the Seahawks. Both those games are at the road on the road. I know they 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 got demolished by the Panthers in a weird game, but you know, I think it's fair to say that uh, the Cardinals are better than the Panthers, even with that uh, that one uh, result that you have. And then Kyler comes back next week, and they're right back to lighten up the scoreboard. Uh, they scored 33 points in the Bears. Uh, Kyler had four touchdowns. So, uh, you know, th- this team is ready for at, le- at least like their first postseason trip uh, under Cliff Kingsbury. And they just seem to be like really complete uh, in just how they're operating right now. And I think the best way to describe like where these conferences are right now is the AFC, the AFC pl- like regular season race is more interesting to me than the NFC. Mm-hmm. But once we get to the NFC in the like in the actual playoffs, to me that's kind of like where the big dogs are. Uh, ah, interesting. And, and we'll see, you know, how that shapes out once we get to January. But right now, I mean, the AFC, you know, this could go all you know different manners of ways because you have uh, the only team that's been eliminated so far is the Houston Texans. I'm sure the Jaguars and the Jets uh, are coming soon after that. But outside of that, literally every single team in the AFC is in. Uh, playoff contention. So the number 13 right. seed, Miami Dolphins, they're only three games behind the number one seed, uh, Patriots. Uh, you have the Steelers who play it on Thursday night. They're, what, like a game and a half or half game out from the from the Bills. So, you know, <laughs> there's really not much separating these teams in terms of seeding. You even have the, the Titans and the Colts. Uh, the Titans are eight and four. The Colts are seven and six. So, you know, just a couple right. games or losses uh, can flip the nine seed to the two seed in, in, in a week or two. So th- right. this is what's really fascinating to me, like where all these teams are going to shuffle. But I still do think like the in general, the cream of the crop in the NFL is in the NFC. Yeah. So in the AFC, we got one, uh, the Patriots right now after uh, the Ravens lost last week and Patriots won uh, that Monday night game. Two, the Titans would, would host the Bills. Three would be the Ravens hosting the Bengals. Uh, and then Chiefs Chargers would be the four five game. Interestingly, you have uh, the Titans and Ravens, so the two and three teams uh, right now in uh, the AFC. I think they are twelve and thirteen. Titans twelve, Ravens thirteen in your power ranking. So yeah, you know, like this is a situation where to you the records and where this thing stands now is not reflective of how these teams have actually played this year. No, and I mean we we talked about the Ravens early this week, but I mean the Titans they're kind of uh, in a similar boat. I, I think. Well, I mean not not kind of like they are in a similar boat. They've been really hurt by injuries this year, mm-hmm. uh, just like Baltimore has. Like their offense has kind of struggled the past couple of weeks. They barely scraped by the Saints. They lost to the Texans of all teams. They got blown out by the <laughs> Patriots uh, the last time they played. So yeah, it's it, it's been tough for them, but they're going to get Julio Jones back this year. Uh, I think this week, Derrick Henry might come back. Uh, AJ Brown, who knows with that? But you know, those are the three the three guys. Like when you're coming coming back to the offseason, like oh, you know, the Titans they might be Super Bowl contenders because of these three guys, and uh, all those guys have missed extended time this season. So that's obviously been, t- been tough for them. But you know, I, I I think the Ravens they're at a point where they're just I think they're just too banged up. Like they just lost Marlon Humphrey for the rest of the season with a torn pack. Yeah. Uh, they already had all those other guys. So, you know, I, I docked them just because, one, it, they just look like a mess, and two, right. uh, I what just is, don't think they're going to What is Wink Barkendale going to do with 
I mean, his whole defense, I mean, he's had to adjust a little bit this year, but so much of it was predicated on like, I have Marlon Humphrey back there, you know, yeah. and Marcus Peters before that, like, I'm not sure he ever really made the adjustment to, I don't have Marcus Peters to leave on an Island back there. Like that was so much a part of their game plan and they built the team and it was going to be very, very good. But uh, when that goes away, it's just not it's it's easy to replicate. Yeah. And even, even when Marlon was in the lineup, like he didn't, he was not having his best season right. uh, that we've seen him play either. So, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to believe the Ravens will still make the playoffs. Uh I don't know if they're going to win this division because I think the the Bengals are just a more complete and healthier team than them right now. Uh, but you know, if they get in, I don't think that anyone should be surprised to them to be should be surprised to see them be like a one and done. And you know, I, I hope that when we get to the playoffs, we can kind of remember if Lamar doesn't have his best game that he's working with the skeleton crew. Like <laughs> oh season. no! And I'm yeah. sure there won't be any hot takes about no, his ability no. to win or not win in the playoffs, even though he just won a playoff game. No, 12 months ago. No hot takes. All right. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to read. So that brought us up to 13. So the Titans were 12. Ravens were 13. I, I skipped over some. You had the Bengals at 11. Chargers at 10. Chiefs were 9. Colts were 8. Rams were 7. Bills 6. Cowboys 5. Uh, Patriots 4. So now I'm going to go. I'm just going to read down uh, 14 through. I think I'm going to basically get till the get go from 14 till we get to the Washington football team because they're currently in the playoffs. And what I'm going to ask you after I read this, what I want to talk about is which one of these teams do you think has the best chance to shock and like make it to the conference championship game? So we got Raiders at 14, Denver Broncos at 15, uh, San Francisco 49ers at 16, Pittsburgh Steelers at 17, Cleveland Browns 18, Minnesota Vikings 19, Philadelphia Eagles 20, uh, New Orleans Saints at 21, 22, the Seattle Seahawks, 23, the Miami Dolphins, and 24 gets us to the Washington football team. So which one of these teams is best positioned to make a miracle run? Uh, you know, I, 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 it's weird because I don't like the quarterback, but I think the 49ers are kind of interesting right now. If they can get everyone back healthy, uh, Debo Samuels out, uh, mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell, he just suffered an injury the other day, who's been in you know, phenomenal rookie running back for them. But I think, you know, they, they did lose to Seattle last week, but prior to that, like they're kind of starting to get back uh, into a groove and, and look like the team that we thought they were going to uh, at the start of the season where, you know, the offense was working. They, they had figured out like what roles were going to work for each person. And, you know, shocking that getting Brandon Ayuk back on the field and not leaving him in the doghouse all season kind of helped your offense. <laughs> your first round pick is pretty useful. <laughs> Would have guessed, Kyle. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I think like if one of these teams is going to get hot, uh, I just kind of trust the 49ers. Like Kyle Shannon, he's been there before uh, for with multiple teams now in the playoffs, uh, to figure out how to win games. So I think if there's anyone who can kind of like figure out of these undermanned teams how to get into the playoffs and also win a few games, uh, I think it'll be the 49ers. Uh, you know, if if the Browns weren't trying to force like a hurt Baker Mayfield on us, maybe them, but uh, it's kind of hard to trust what the passing up has been recently. Right. All right. So I'm going to read the last eight teams. I am not doing this to personally harm you, but I want to know of, together. of <laughs> these teams, which do you feel best about being a playoff team next year, which is in the best position to actually turn things around. So 25 New York giants, 26 Carolina Panthers, 27 Atlanta Falcons, 
28 Chicago Bears, 29 Detroit Lions, 30 Jacksonville Jaguars, 31 New York Jets, and 32 the Houston Texans. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm not sound like a homer here, but I probably pick the Falcons uh, just because I think they have the best quarterback of this group. Uh, as much as I've complained about Arthur Smith this year, I mean, I, I really that's more just an outlet for me being a a crabby little fan instead of uh, like serious concerns about what he's going to be long term. I mean, they just don't have the offensive line personnel uh, really. But, you know, you've had some legitimate bright spots on offense with Kyle Pitts uh, and Matt Ryan this year. Hopefully Calvin Ridley's back next season, even though that uh, doesn't seem to be a guarantee at this point. But, you know, I think when you just get those guys uh, back with other Smiths for another year, uh, I'm not really concerned about Matt Ryan falling off just because of, uh, kind of what I, I've seen him put on tape this year. I think most right. of it has been, you know, pretty damn good. Uh, so, you know, I think I'm going to roll with the the Falcons there. Uh, but, you know, they're still the Falcons. Wouldn't I, I wouldn't guarantee them <laughs> to make the playoffs, but if I had to pick any of these sorry bunch, I'll probably go with the Falcons uh, to get back into the playoffs next year. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I mean, a great quarterback, certainly like sort of generationally underrated i think people don't yeah. don't understand how good he is how far is the gap between him and i'm thinking trevor lawrence and justin fields i think zach wilson's pretty far behind but i'm wondering yeah. like how much do you think trevor lawrence and zach uh, or uh justin fields are being held back by their coaching staff like do we really know how good they can be in the NFL yet, or is it just too incomplete? Oh, I, I think with both of them, it's they're both being done like a huge disservice. Like mm. if you just <laughs> like if if you if you listen to this podcast, like literally just go over to my buddy John Shipley. He covers the Jaguars for Sports Illustrated, and just scroll down his timeline, or even <laughs> just search his handle with like Urban Meyer. And <laughs> Urban is putting out these quotes where I'm like. Dude, what do you do here? Like, do you like do you know anything? Because they ask him, well, what's going on with James Robinson? Well, I don't know. You have to ask the uh, the running backs coach. What happened with that timeout right before halftime in you know this game a couple weeks ago? Uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to go back and look at the tape. Like, are you present? Like, are you here looking at what's actually going on? Uh, you're you're putting way too much stuff on your uh, assistants, and it just kind of looks like he's like an absentee dad running the team. <laughs> uh, and then with with the Bears, I mean, that's all been documented very clearly this year because, right. you know, they're a more high-profile team than Jacksonville. Uh, but, you know, I, I I don't think we've seen what either can do in the NFL, really, with the competent coaching staff. And honestly, I, I think there's still a pretty good chance that Urban does not see a second season in Jacksonville. And I think we are pretty, pretty well on our way towards Matt Nagy not getting another shot in Chicago, too. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's time there. Uh, it's, I'm not sure what else anyone needs to see in Chicago. It's been, yeah, and honestly, I feel the same way about Jacksonville, too. What, yeah, what, I mean, we what felt, else? I felt that way the day Urban, Urban <laughs> I was hired. So, I mean, this this is over. done nothing to change my mind. So, uh, like you said, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it just seems like he, without the ultimate power, he doesn't he's not super interested in it you know like the fact that he can't be the dictator and just like the fact that he can't give an answer and just like have it be the truth that that in the nfl there's like pushback and the players have agency and uh assistant coaches know stuff and they're not like dependent on you uh like it just seems like he checked out at some point he was like yeah i don't i don't really want to operate yeah i i i still believe that he did not understand like how difficult coaching in the NFL 
was going to be. Like, I remember the first, I think maybe it was the second game of the season, they played the Broncos, and there's this clip where he's talking to Vic Fangio after the, the game. And yeah. he's like, man, it's like every week it's like playing Alabama. And like, you just <laughs> played the Broncos. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't even play the really hard teams yet. So uh, I I think that this experience probably needs to end. Uh, but, you know, it's a Jaguar, so we'll see what happens. But either way, <laughs> either way, both of them are really being led down by their organizations right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go to picks. Well, you're coming off a strong week. Uh, Charles Curtis, by the way, is on like a ridiculous heater. Like he went 12 and two last no, week. No, like, like dead ass people should be paying for his picks right now. He like, he's like number five in the country. Like, right. Somebody keeps track and, he, and Charles is like number five in the country. Uh, I mean, he's almost 500 for the season, which like if you follow gambling stuff, that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah. 500 against the yeah, 96, 97. You went eight and six strong week. Uh, so I'm feeling good about your picks as well. Uh, Steelers at Vikings. That's the, the lovely offering tonight. The big news out of this one is that, uh, Dalvin cook could return. I don't, I have not seen an update. I've been, uh, scrolling through checking my, my friend Courtney Cronin has tweeted anything. I didn't see anything before the show. Um, uh, any updates? So, as it stands now, Vikings are minus three point five, and you went with the Vikings. Yeah, I, I think they're. I, I know that the the records might not show it, but this Vikings team is like not bad. And I know it's asinine to say something like that a week after they lost to the Lions, but they just kind of be they're like. There's kind of like one of these teams where they're just going to play up or down to their competition, like literally no matter who it is. Because I think like a, a week or two before they lost to the Lions, they just beat the Packers. Uh, so, you know, this Vikings team is – they're a Vikings team. Uh, they're going to be all over the place. Uh, but I think tonight they they just have better players than the Steelers. Uh, I know the Vikings defense is not like – has not been great recently, but uh, I still don't trust Ben Roethlisberger to be able to hang uh, with <laughs> – Kirk Cousins and not really Kirk Cousins, more Justin Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Vikings uh, to cover the spread this week. Uh, Ravens at Browns, a little uh, AFC North action here. Uh, you, what's the line on this one? The Browns uh, are minus two and a half. You went with the Browns. Yeah, I'm just, the only one of the trio. We have a trio. Prince is picking now too. This is just getting confusing for me. But uh, you're the only one who went with the Browns. Yeah, I I went with the Browns just because basically everything we said about the Ravens earlier. Right. Uh, just too banged up. Last time they played, um, you know, it was kind of a messy game. I expect to be the same, but I think the Ravens' offense has gotten worse since the last time. Uh, they played on that Sunday night football game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Browns, they're coming off a bye. Uh, Baker Mayfield, in theory, should be healthier than he was the last time they played. Uh, and I, I just kind of think that they're catching this Ravens team at the perfect time to not only win, but also reignite their playoff chances. Because right now, they are on the outside looking in. Uh, Jags at Titans. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Jaguars are getting eight and a half points, and your line is I'm not taking the Jaguars on any spread. <laughs> yep, it, it could literally be 
they can literally be like a hundred point <laughs> underdogs, and I'm still going to roll with whoever they're playing against. Even <laughs> the Jaguars against, I don't know, like Alabama or Georgia. And uh, every week it's Alabama. Every, yeah, week. every week it's Alabama. But you put them against the actual Alabama team, and I still might take Alabama to cover. <laughs> that's Sab- not, that's how bad Jacksonville is. Saban would put Meyer in a blender, man. He would. He, would he, he honestly might because I don't. Because once again, I don't know what Urban Meyer does. And from the sound of his quotes, it doesn't sound like Urban Meyer knows what he does either. Uh, Falcons and Panthers. Panthers favored by two and a half. Panthers. Uh, and really, this is only because, like, there's three – if you're just going to take, like, both offenses and both defenses, uh, there's three bad units here and one decent one. The one decent one is the Panthers' defense. So uh, I'm going to roll with them. Uh, and if I could – I don't know what the under is, but that would probably be, like, my bet for the game if I yeah, didn't put a, the spread the under. Just because the last time they played, it was just a complete mess of a game. Uh, nobody was really doing anything on the side of the ball. So uh, I'm going to roll with the Panthers here. Smart play. Uh, Saints at Jets. Jets getting four and a half as the home team. Um, I think I went with the... You, you went with the, the Saints. All of you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like four and a half points against the Jets, like I'm, I'm gonna try to take that every time. Like I really don't care. It's kind of like the Jaguars. Like I really don't really care who it is. Uh, the Jets are horrible. Uh, they haven't really looked good at any point this season. And the reason I'm like kind of annoyed at this game is because uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Taysom Hill is gonna have a good enough game. Yeah, where he's, he's, he's gonna earn that. He's again. gonna earn that uh, that forty million or whatever his contract is. Yeah. This is the game where he gets to do it. He'll he'll put up some numbers. Uh Raiders at Chiefs. Chiefs uh eight wow, minus eight and a half for the Chiefs. Wow. I didn't I didn't realize that Vegas had turned that much on the Raiders, but Yeah, I went with the Chiefs this time. I think a part part of why this is is because last time they played it was just a, a gigantic blowout in favor mm-hmm. of uh Kansas City. And, and I I I do think that Kansas City is a good deal more talented than the Raiders right now. Uh, and also the Chiefs defense is playing so much better. Now, I, I can't really figure out like an exact reason why they are. Uh, maybe they're just kind of playing up to the talent level of guys that they've signed and traded for over the years. But, uh, yeah, I really do like the, the Chiefs kind of smash the Raiders here at home. Uh, Seahawks at Texans. Texans are getting a touchdown and a half. Uh, Seahawks. They are. They're <laughs> nothing in, more to say. Nothing, nothing more to say. say. They're stop. in the. It's stop. the Texans, Jaguars, Jets tier. Moving on. <laughs> Just stop there. Cowboys at the football team. Football team getting three point five. Yeah, I took the Cowboys here, uh, and I think this kind of goes back to the power rankings, where obviously, like they're in the playoffs, but I don't think that this Washington team is uh, as good as uh, their playoff situation might suggest uh like they're part of the bottom of the nfc that's really weak uh mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to have faith that they'll get this upset but it's the cowboys weird things have happened but i think just like logistically it makes a lot more sense to take uh the cowboys in this matchup yeah consensus pick there all three of you went with the cowboys uh the the victorious lions coming off a huge win uh at the broncos broncos are giving seven and a half uh, yeah, I, I took the Broncos this week. I was the only one to take the Broncos. Um, I, I, I think that last week was nice for them, uh, for the Lions, but they also played like one of the coldest defenses in the NFL right now, uh, in Minnesota. So I kind of expect them to get smashed this week. Like, I don't know 
if you're listening to this, how much you have seen of Patrick Sertain too recently, but he's like quickly, quickly, quickly developing to one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, and I think he's got another interception written, his, with his, another interception ball with his name written on it this week. Like I think that it's going to be a comeback to earth week for, uh, for the Lions. I got to shout out the fact that you use the word bludgeoned in the, uh, in the description here. The Lions yeah. offense is going to be bludgeoned by the Broncos defense. It's uh, strong word, strong verb there. Uh, Giants and Chargers. Chargers minus nine and a half. All of you went with the Chargers. Dave, yeah. Get- Dave Gettleman, just pack, pack your bags. Pack, now. Your, ba- like- pack your bags. Maybe Joe George, maybe you too. But I mean, it, it, this has kind of been like both seasons, I feel like, where with the Joe Judge teams, where by the end of the season, there's just, like, no one left to come and play these games. Uh, I don't know, like, how much he has to do with that or if that's just been, like, bad luck. But, right. you know, it's Jake Fromm. Uh, it might be starting no. quarterback. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Daniel Jones has, like, neck damage or something. Yeah, Daniel Jones has structural neck damage that he that suffered seems a couple bad. weeks ago. Yeah. Bad. I think Mike Glennon has a concussion. So if he's not cleared, then it's going to be Jake Fromm. Uh, they still have some skill guys out. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, I, all I really need to tell you is Jake Fromm versus Brandon Staley <laughs> and Justin Herbert. Yeah, J- Jake Fromm, just stop there. Say, say less. Yep. As, soon as, as soon as I know he's playing. 49ers at Bengals. Ooh, close one. Uh, Bengals minus 0.5. Yeah, this, so it's, 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 you know, essentially a pick em. Right. Uh, I went for 49ers because, uh, honestly, I think these teams are pretty evenly matched right now. So I just kind of went with coaching matchup. Uh, I still don't think that Zach Taylor has done a great job this year <laughs> just in terms of, like, maximizing um, everything they can do out there on the field. Um, so I'm going to roll with uh, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, and they're going to need this win to really keep their playoffs up alive. Bills at Bucks. This should be a fun game. Minus three and a half for the Bucks. Um. I went better with, weather for the yeah. Bills this week. Yeah, right? it's gonna be much nicer. Yeah, I, I went with the Bills. Um, I think the Buccaneers are gonna win, uh, but I think that this is gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. Uh, so I'm gonna roll with the Bills, uh, just to keep this within three and a half points. But to me, this is one of the, the best matchups of the week. Like, I, I've said a lot, you know, I, I I feel like I might be getting burned for a little bit each week, but I still am a pretty big believer in this Bills defense, uh, and uh, and uh, I, I think that they have like the personnel to make life tough for Tom Brady. But just on the flip side, Jake, just in terms of winning this game, uh, I'm not. I haven't been the biggest fan of Brian, what Brian Dable's done this year. To me, yeah. it's almost like as Josh Allen gets better, the offense gets less creative. Mm-hmm. And, like he's he's not the first like offensive coordinator to have like this this you know problem but uh it seems like as josh allen can do more they've gotten like a little bit you know narrow-minded with what they can do on offense and how they can deceive defenses and i think that that's kind of where the edge is going to be uh in favor of the buccaneers is uh is tom brady the mvp right now oh god i hope not but honestly probably yeah uh just you know based on the number he's putting up and i mean he's only really had a couple bad games this year right yeah, I mean, Prince uh, published something earlier today. I, I haven't read it closely yet, but apparently this is one of Brady's better years of his entire career, numbers-wise. Uh, yep. I mean, he's got a great supporting cast, but wow. He's 44 yeah. years old. That's just insane. Enough, uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. The, it's time, the, man. The page, the page is supposed to turn. Uh, 
the one the one constant constant we had in sports was that uh, that you know athletes that it has to end you know that they they have to move they have to ride off in the sunset. Yeah, uh, you would you would think the new ones get a chance, new the new stars get to emerge. Uh, Bears at Packers, uh, Packers minus eleven and a half. Whew. Yeah. yeah, we were all in the Packers this week. Uh, Justin Fields is coming back. He's going to start Sunday night. But, man, uh, this is a, one of the tough tasks. I think uh, it sounds like Jair Alexander might have a chance to uh, come back and play this week, uh, which is going to be tough for them. And then after that, you know, even when Justin Fields has been in the lineup, it's not like the Bears' offense has been any good. So, uh, sorry, Justin, that you have to be sacrificed in your first game back. Yeah. Uh, Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals uh, minus two and a half playing at home. Like we said, they got uh, quarterback back. You know, Kyle Murray's back. They're feeling a little bit uh, more healthy. Feels like they're gearing up toward the playoffs. All of you went with the Cardinals here. Yeah, I was a little surprised at that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I still, like I said, I think the Cardinals are the best team in the league. Last time they went to L.A. and beat the crap out of the Rams. Uh, I think, like, this is one of the defenses – they just kind of play a chaotic style of defense and that I, I don't think you know, as physically gifted as Matthew Stafford is, I don't think he's always like the best under pressure or the best, you know, when things break down a little bit. So I think that this kind of plays into his weaknesses. And uh, I definitely like Kyler Murray to do enough on the back end for him to cover this two and a half point spread. But uh, this should be a, a really good game. I mean, these are two of the best teams in the NFL. I'm uh, still a big believer in the Rams, even though they've had uh, a couple of slip ups lately. Like just when you look at the overall, talent level of that team, like the peaks that they've had with Matthew Stafford, a quarterback. I'm, I'm still pretty excited about where this Rams can, team can be come the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Sean McVay has been doing it for a while now. He generally figures things out. Like I, that is definitely a team that I think the arrow is pointing up on. Uh, you know, it's his first year with Stafford. Like there was that huge burst when Stafford got there and was like, oh, he unlocked the offense. And look what, what McVay can do now. But like there's still a feeling out process where McVay actually has to figure out what Matthew Stafford's good at and how to use him and how defenses are going to play him and how defenses are going to react to his scheme being run with a quarterback who can throw the ball all over the field rather than, uh, you know, I think the, the the plan previously with golf was that they knew there were certain areas where golf wasn't going to get the ball and they could sort of direct the offense there. It's a totally different process with uh, Stafford back there. So I definitely expect them to make some adjustments and for that offense to open back up and, and put up some big numbers in these final weeks as they go into the playoffs. Uh, I think that's all we got. That's the Monday night game. Uh, anything else we did not hit? Uh, no, that's all I got. And my internet is starting to act a little funky, so I perfect timing. A tidy, a tidy little show. Yeah. Tidy, tidy show this week. Thir- under thirty-five minutes. This, this is this is great. Well, uh, a, little, a little football quick hit to get you into the weekend. The yeah, weekend. yeah. Make make some picks. All right. Yeah, we'll be we'll be around all weekend uh, here at For the Win blogging whatever whatever good stuff happens ftw at usa.com uh i'll be on twitter charles will be on twitter he'll probably be on more than me he's at four verts i'm at chris corman hit us there if you want we'll talk uh and thanks for joining us and then we'll be back tuesday with a review of week 14 take care everybody the counter an nfl podcast from usa today sports